Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Draw me close to you Never let me go Lay it all down again To hear you say that I'm a friend Good day. The Almighty Creator desires a deep personal relationship with you. If you die as an unbeliever, your spirit will live for a very long time as a disembodied ancestor spirit or demon. The Creator has said regarding unbelievers, Why would I want someone to spend eternity with me when they do not believe I exist? If you you die as a believer without any form of relationship with the Creator, you will end up in the outer darkness a cold, black, terrible place with weeping and wailing and gnashing of of teeth, your teeth, the trash heap of heaven. Father has said concerning such believers, why would I want someone to be close to me in heaven, which inherently means I will give them great prestige and authority if they do not have a deep personal relationship with me and have not proven to me that they can be trusted in this life? In stark contrast, if you make a real effort to seek relationship with the Almighty, the rewards in the life to come are huge. A glorious resurrected body, great prestige, great authority, and a permanent close relationship with the Creator and with Yahushua, who you may mistakenly know as Jesus. To put this all in context, the Almighty has said, I created human beings, this planet and this universe, for men and women to be my friends, my companions, to explore and learn and develop together. My greatest grief is that almost no person understands this, let alone seeks such a relationship with me. Today we're going to look at the essence of my message regarding prayer, part three. An overview of the program. Most people pray a very limited repertoire of prayers. This broadcast continues my teaching on different prayers that can be prayed under different circumstances, together with an explanation of the rationale behind these suggestions. This broadcast continues to look at the essence of my message concerning prayer. We will look at the covenant 
meal and then prayer for young believers. We will look at praying for Father to take people out of our lives, and we'll look at directional and defensive prayers and cutting of consequences of a sexual relationship. We will then talk about cleaning up and move on to spiritual warfare, starting with basic prayers and moving on to principalities, powers, thrones, and dominions. We will then look at cutting off curses by Satan's servants and returning curses. And we will then talk about prayers against witchcraft, curses, etc., and move on to fasting. Finally, we will examine the state of your relationship with the Almighty Creator. By way of introduction, who am I? James Robertson. I have a doctorate in engineering and I'm a retired military commander. I now work as an IT project manager. I have over 29 years experience of actively seeking to draw close to the Almighty following a dramatic encounter with him on the 12th of March 1993 when he spoke to me audibly in a locked room and I knew for certain that he was real. I was confirmed in the Anglican Church at the age of 13 and served as an altar boy for a number of years from the age of 19. Eventually, married to an unbeliever, I became disenchanted with the hypocrisy of the church and backslid to a point where I was not even sure the Almighty existed. In this backslidden state, I embarked on an adulterous affair, which when it ended, left me desperate and suicidal. It was then that the Almighty spoke to me, and I realized that my intellect had got me into a right mess, and I chose to serve Him faithfully for the rest of my life. In doing this, I applied my deep-seated aversion to failure, born out of an accident in early childhood, coupled to my engineering and military training of rigor and preventing failure, to my seeking of knowledge about Father. This journey led to numerous supernatural experiences, prayers answered, and clear communication with the Creator that forms the basis for what I teach in these programs. What is End Time Issue Ministries? It's the organizational vehicle for delivering my message through email articles, websites, this radio program, physical books, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, SlideShare, and Twitter. What is this program? The Creator desires a deep personal relationship with you. It represents the essence of my message. See the website www.endtimeissueministries.org. That's endtimeissueministries.org, one word, for more information. See also www.relationshipwithcreatorradio.com. That's Relationship with Creator Radio, one word. Click on the show on the top menu and podcasts on the drop-down for previous broadcasts. Or search on Google for, quote, Relationship with Creator Radio. So we're going to return to my article 2021-0904, The Essence of My Message Regarding Prayer. We're going to pick up on section four, the covenant kneel or communion. It's important to acknowledge the covenant regularly. Take the bread. Father, I recall that on the night that Yeshua was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this as often as ye shall eat it in remembrance of me. I ask it as I partake of this bread, that I may partake in everything that it represents to you, and that I may come to fully understand its significance and how it works. Note that whenever you sin, you should confess your sin, repent, and take the bread and wine as symbolizing the sacrifice for sin that was ordained by Yah, the Creator, 
through Moshi Moses. To better understand this, see the web page on the main website, Miracle of Yeshua, Jesus' Death. Then take the red grape juice or red wine and pray. Father, I recall that on the night that Yeshua was betrayed, he took the wine and gave it to those who followed him and said, This is my blood of the new covenant, shed for you and for many for forgiveness of sin. Do this as oft as he shall drink it in remembrance of me. I ask that as I partake of this cup, I may partake of everything that it represents to you, and that I may come to fully understand its significance and how it works. In particular, I ask you to forgive me all that I've done that I ought not to have done, and all that I've not done that I ought to have done. I ask you to bring to my remembrance all sins I need to confess and repent of. Once you have a revelation of the covenant, you can apply the blood, red grape juice, or red wine to your right earlobe, right thumb, and big right, tip, right big toe and pray for guidance and deliverance. Folks, this is so important. You obviously, you don't just take red grape juice or red wine and, and, and apply it. You have to pray over it and say, Father, I ask that this red grape, that this grape juice or this wine represent the blood of the covenant and then you just dab a bit on your forehead you might put a bit on the back of your neck put a bit on your right earlobe put a bit on your right thumb and put a bit on your right big toe the key thing is that you're sealing yourself with the blood of the covenant the demonic and satanic realm doesn't want it to be anywhere close to that and as you get closer to father as you get sanctified set apart separated that will become more and more powerful then some prayers for young believers, starting with a few various prayers. Father, I ask you to bring the people into my life who can teach me and lead me. I want to stress this is for new believers. This is not for somebody who's been walking with Father for 10 or 20 or 30 years. I ask you to strip off the old things and create new things in my life. I ask you to open the doors in my life that you want opened and close the doors that you want closed. Again, that applies in early, in the first years as a young believer. As a young believer, there is a lot of grace, there's a lot of mercy. And when I say young believer, I'm talking about somebody who has believed for the first time or somebody who has been a nominal believer who has suddenly got a real revelation of the existence of the Almighty and is actively now seeking to serve him. In both cases, Father will meet you. Father will give you grace. He will help you. So it's acceptable at that stage in your development to say, Father, bring the people you want in my life in and take the people you don't want in my life out. It's acceptable to say, Father, please open the doors you want opened in my life that no man may close and close the doors that you want opened in my life and close the doors that you want closed in my life that no man may open. Folks, these are really important when you're at an early stage of belief. As you get older, as you get more experience with walking with Father, he expects you to take responsibility. He said to me many times, James, you're not a glove puppet. In other words, James, you have to take charge. You need to exercise your intellect, your understanding to make decisions. And so it's a progression from being a, a very young believer to a very mature believer, and during those stages, different prayers are potentially relevant. 
So just come back to this prayer about taking people out. I ask you to bring the people you want in my life into my life and take the people you do not want in my life out. Be prepared for all sorts of people to leave you, your life. In the year after I first prayed, prayed this prayer, Yah took a number of my staff, one of my business partners, and my wife out. Recognize that in some situations you will need to act. Yah will show you that there's a problem and that the person is not suitable to have in your life. But you may have to take action, such as divorce, dismissal, etc. Only do this once you have prayed repeatedly for confirmation and guidance. Other times, Yah may arrange things that the other person takes themselves out and show you in the process why they are leaving. This can be quite shocking at first. That said, if Yah does not want someone in your life, then no matter how hard it is, you need to let them out. He knows much better than you do what is best. I think one of the things that is, is troubling about this sort of prayer is the extent to which we as human beings are self-willed. We ask for guidance and then we go in the opposite direction. I've had so many instances where Father has sent me to people as a spokesman, as a prophet. So Father says this to you. You need to do this, you need to do and they immediately go and do the exact opposite. It's very difficult to understand, but Father says that it's just almost human nature that they don't want to be told what to do. And they, 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 that we get these strange ideas. I've, I've just uh, understood a, a series of situations in my life where I went completely opposite to what Father wanted me to do. And it's very distressing when you realize it. Then directional and defensive prayers. Help me to accurately discern the leading of your spirit. So important. Help me to see what you want me to see. Help me to hear what you want me to hear. Help me to think what you want me to think. Help me to speak what you want me to speak. Help me to write in contract with my hand what you want me to write in contract. Help me to walk, go with my feet where you want me to walk. Speak to me through whatever medium I'm able to hear you through. Books, magazines, newspapers, emails, radio, TV, recordings, emails, websites, or any other medium. Where necessary, send people or messengers, angels, across my path to speak to me. In all of the above, it is up to you to be sensitive and discern that you are answering your prayers. I say again, these are prayers for relatively new believers. There comes a point at which Father expects you to understand how things work. He expects you to have a deep relationship with Him. It, he expects you to ask for His guidance and to act on it. You're not a glove puppet, as I said a minute ago. None of us are glove puppets. In the first few years after coming to belief or coming to a strong commitment, Father will guide you in, in quite a a narrow way, but it's still possible to mess up and go against his leading. At the same time, as you get older, those boundaries are going to increase. The opportunity for you to miss it and go the wrong direction is going to increase. You need to have discernment. You need to get on your knees and say, Father, help me. What should I do in this situation? Father will not steamroller you into anything or force your hand. 
if you do not want to listen or for some reason are unable to listen, he will not force you. It is up to you to be sensitive and obedient and seek clarification, confirmation and further guidance as you go in relationship with him. Do not ask for Yah to send people, other people to you unless you're willing to be obedient to what he says. Failing this, you will open yourself up to judgment. It is a major logistical exercise in most cases for Yah to arrange the life of another person to meet up with you. When it happens, be appropriately grateful to Yah and be attentive to what he says has to say to you through that person. As a spokes, as I said a while back, as a spokesman or a prophet of Yah, the Almighty Creator, you know, may know him as the Lord or God, incorrectly. I'm constantly disappointed by the extent to which people, when confronted with a spokesperson, take what that person says lightly and frequently go out and do exactly the opposite of what Yah has said through that prophet. So important, folks to learn to be obedient, to learn to listen. I continue to learn this in my own life. I've recently become aware of a number of significant suboptimal decisions that I took, so mistakes that I did, took, that I made, some things I did that were not according to his will. And it's so easy to get into a place of comfort where you think you know what's going on, and then you take a wrong turning, and that wrong turning leads to another wrong turning, and so forth. So I really encourage you to always turn to him, get really good at listening to him and hearing him, and be obedient. In cutting off consequences of a sexual relationship, this is a considerable subject in its own right, and it's discussed in detail with detailed prayers on the webpage, The Essence of My Message, Separation Man and Woman. Folks, there's so much wrong thinking about sex. Sex was created by, sexual intercourse was created by father, not just for the procreation of children and the continuation of the bloodline, but also as a way of growing together, a way of bonding. When you make love, you form a what's known as a one flesh bond that ties the partners together uh, and you form a love bond so that's why it's called making love as you make love you create love and that love is indestructible it can be murdered but it's, it's otherwise it will last for eternity so you don't want to end up in a sexual relationship with the wrong person with a person who cannot you cannot spend the rest of your life with because it's going to be very very painful and you can't destroy it, you can't cut it off, you can't bind it and, and loose it or whatever. You have to live with that love. And if it's unrequited because the other person is no longer in your life, the best you can do is to say, Father, help me to take my love for that person and put it in a box and put a ribbon around it and not look at it. But if something happens to cause you to look at that love, to think about that person, it's going to well up, the tears are going to be there, and it's going to be painful, so don't do it. It's Speaking from hard personal experience, I strongly advise you, before you have sex with somebody, make 100% sure that Father is telling you it's the right person, and then realize that it's still within your powers to mess that relationship up. I want to talk about cleaning up. 
As you clean up your life, as you draw closer to Father, you will progressively be able to get rid of the demons that are attached to you. Some will be associated with bloodline curses, others associated with sins you've committed, others transmitted from those you've had sexual intercourse with, and so forth. When you know that you've dealt with a particular sin or similar item, you can pray, I speak to all demons associated with in the name of Yeshua, and I bind you and command you to leave me and go where Father Yah sends you. Father, I ask you to send your mighty warring messengers, in other words, angels, to bind all demons who no longer have a legal right to be attached to me and to send those demons where you command them to go. I ask you to show me what other demons have legal rights to be on me. Be cautious of being presumptuous in this area. There are a certain number of people who are gifted ministers in this field. Not many. Most of them have fallen away, fallen into sin. Many of them are still ministering in the name of Jesus, God, the Lord, and that's got major problems associated with it in terms of the demons just laugh at them. So you'll get, uh, I once saw a situation where somebody was binding and casting out demons, but not praying for them to go where Father Yah wanted them to go. And I literally saw in a vision that the demons were being cast out, the, the satanic messengers, the satanic angels, were collecting the demons as they were cast out and just taking them down the uh, the alleyway next to the church uh, into the main street and putting those demons on people passing by in the street. If you pray foolishly or inaccurately, it, it, it can have serious problems. On a fairly regular basis, if you're actively serving Father, you need to pray, and, and this is more... Um, more mature believers than, than, than younger believers. Father, I ask you to cut off all curses that have been spoken against me and to cast out all demons associated with those curses in the name of Yeshua. Then speak to the demons as I've just given you. Another relevant prayer is show me all demons and curses that are attached to me and how to get rid of them. Send people across my path with the anointing to deliver me. You need to study demons and deliverance and seek out people who can help you to get really free. It's guaranteed that unless you've had a, put a major effort in over a number of years to get free of demons, you will have demons and they will be corrupting your thinking and leading you into sin at some level. You need to deal with bloodline curses and the demons associated with them. So folks, this is also really, really important. People get offended when you say, well, you've got demons. Well, just about everybody on the planet's got demons. I'm not even going to say that I'm free of demons right now. I haven't done any sort of significant deliverance for some time. It's easy to pick them up. There's a hundred billion, more than a hundred billion demons on the planet. You just need to get into a little sin, a little white lie. Wham! you'll get a demon. And the more anointed you are, the closer you are to Father, the narrower the path that you have to walk for that not to happen. The counterpoint to that is if you do not have sin in your life, those demons can't touch you. I got into a situation about 12 years ago where I'd done an assignment for Father. I'd made some mistakes. I'd picked up over 10,000 demons, but they weren't touching me met a minister who was highly anointed, prophetic, and she prayed for me for two days to get rid of all those demons. But they weren't touching me. They were having no impact because I was walking free of sin.
continuing that point, show me all the sins I need to repent of. This is an ongoing process for years and possibly decades. Sit down, pray, make a list of all your sins, starting with bloodline stuff that you inherited, and then list year by year from birth to the present all the things you did wrong and repent of them. Pray for those that you harmed with your sins to forgive you. You will need to do this several times over a period of a year or more with the insistence of the Spirit of Yah before you've cleaned up and you will find yourself remembering things years later. Yah may require you to go to people and repent of what you did wrong to them. You may need to make restitution, restore things you stole, compensate them for losses they incurred because of the wrong you did them, etc. Another prayer. Show me all the people I need to forgive. All the people you've wronged, you forgive them and release them from, sorry, all the people who've wronged you, forgive them and release them from their debt towards you, including things they've stolen, etc. You may be able to just pray this, but you may need to go to people and actively forgive them and release them. See also, also detailed discussion on the topic of cleansing uh, on the web page Essence Cleansing and Deliverance. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free and anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Folks, to get forgiveness in context, Yeshua, as he was dying on the stake, said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. So if Yeshua can forgive the people who flogged him, who nailed him to that stake, who tormented him, who mocked him, put the crown of thorns on his head, you can forgive whoever you need to forgive. So let's talk a bit about spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is about actively fighting against the forces of darkness. Some basic prayers. I ask you to cover my, me, my family, and me and my family with the blood of the covenant from the tops of our heads to the soles of our feet. Symbolically, beyond that, as I said earlier, I advise you to take some red grape juice or red wine, pray over it and say, Father, let this represent the blood of the covenant. And then just a dab on your forehead, a dab at the back of your neck, right thumb uh, and, uh, your, and, your, and your tongue and your, your right big toe. If you really want to go overboard, you can anoint your whole body, and there's a whole section in that on the on the teaching on cleansing. Continuing, I ask you to cover my dwelling with the blood of the covenant, the floors, the ceilings, the roofs, the walls, the windows, the window frames, the doorposts, and the lintels, with the blood of the covenant, that no evil may enter my dwelling. I ask you to cover all that I own and have beneficial use of with the blood of the covenant. 
and again, in the extreme case, you can go around the house and dab a little bit of the grape juice or red wine on all the places that I've mentioned. Note that if you have sin in your life or artifacts that give the forces of darkness legal rights against you, such as stolen items in your house, the above prayers will be of limited effect. The covenant through Yeshua operates very differently to the way that most people teach. So you might pray, Father, I ask you to reveal the covenant to me and how it operates. I ask you to cut off all curses that have been spoken against me and against my family. Help me to be effective in the war against the satanic and demonic powers of the earth. Again, one of the key things here is to get to a point where you're free of sin. Then I want to talk about principalities, powers, thrones, and dominions. That's the hierarchy of the satanic and demonic realm that operates on earth. Once you're praying most of the prayers in this teaching, you can look at praying more offensive prayers against the satanic realm and servants of Satan. See other articles about how this realm operates, including the essence of my message regarding satanic and the satanic and demonic on the web page on the on the website. On the broader basis, you can pray I come against every principality, power, throne, and dominion that is operating over me and my dwelling, and in the name of Yeshua I tear you down and command you to go where Father Yah sends you. Father, I ask you to send your mighty warring messengers or angels to bind, tear down, cast out, and send where you want them to go, the demons that I've named, in the name of Yeshua. Only pray this if there are at least two of you living at the same address in covenant with one another, and never pray this if you're on your own. You can take that further and pray it over, the, you, you pray it over your dwelling, pray it over your city block, pray it over your suburb or um, whatever you call them in, in your part of the world, pray it over your town or your city or, or whatever you, again, you call that, pray it over your province or your state, pray it, pray it over your nation, pray it over your continent, pray it over the hemisphere, pray it over the whole planet. And you slowly tear down the satanic and demonic that is operating over you. If you do that for years, every day, faithfully, two of you minimum, you will have a significant impact. If a whole assembly gets together and on a regular basis prays that prayer, um, it will have a huge impact. And the warning, do not pray that prayer if you are in sin. You will get into serious problems with the forces of darkness in that case. Then curses by certain... Sorry, let's try that again. Curses by Satan's servants. If you're making any serious effort to serve Yah, and particularly if you have a significant calling, expect servants of Satan to curse you regularly and possibly offer human sacrifices, most frequently in the form of abortions, against you. Accordingly, it is important to ask for curses to be cut on a regular basis. Note that until you've cleaned up your life significantly, but which I mean at the very least several three-day fasts and deep self-examination and dealing with sin, you are not legally in a position to pray this prayer. Ask Father to show you when you are in a position to do this or if you're in a position to do this. Realize that if you pray it prematurely, the forces of darkness will laugh at you and intensify their efforts against you to prevent you coming to a point where you're legally able to pray this. 
Note also that this is an ongoing prayer, as are most of the suggested prayers. The forces of darkness that you're praying against are massive and include a hundred billion demons and fallen and not to mention billions of fallen messengers or angels. And depending on your level of authority, you may have to pray repeatedly to have only a few leave. There are many other prayers along these lines that can be prayed, but these are outside the scope of this broadcast. As you become closer to Father, if you become closer to Father, the Satan servants in your areas, the witches, warlocks, Satanists, etc., will get to know your name from the satanic messengers, satanic angels that are what monitoring you. And they will start cursing you and start offering human sacrifices against you. It's important to understand this thing about abortion. Abortion gives the satanic and demonic realm massive, massive, massive authority. Gives them massive power. The people who perpetrate these murders, massive power. They drink the blood. They eat the flesh. It's vile. It really is vile. I want to talk about returning curses. If you've really gone to a significant effort to sort your life out before you are, you can go further. Father, I ask that where curses have been spoken against me by people that understand what they're doing, that you will return those curses in the magnitude that you deem appropriate, that they may learn not to curse those who serve you. The first time I prayed this, a person, a practicing witch, died two days later, and another Satan servant died six weeks later. This is not a prayer to be prayed lightly, only if you seriously cleaned up your life first. So it's a very powerful prayer. If you get close enough to Father that you can safely pray this, bear in mind that if you've got sin in your life and you, it says that it's written, a curse without cause will not alight. So they can curse you till they're blue in the face, but if you have no sin, the curses are not going to touch you. You can then return those curses, and you may have the sort of outcome that I mentioned there. But if you have got sin in your life, they are going to take you apart. This is where we talk about war and spiritual warfare and take it lightly. It's a an ugly, ugly situation there, as you will discover as you get closer to Father. Once you reach a point of material set-apartness or sanctification, you may also pray, Father, in the name of Yeshua and at your discretion, I ask you to return curses against me to those who know what they're doing such magnitude and such manner that you and your discretion consider just. As I've just said, note that a curse without cause may not alight. So if curses are touching you, then you have sin in your life and you do not have a basis to ask for the curses to be returned. It is only once you've dealt with your sin that the Almighty will grant such a petition and then he may not grant such a petition. If you pray such a prayer presumptuously, you will give the forces of darkness the right to attack you further. So pray with caution, and only once you're certain you're in right standing at the level that permits you to pray this. Do not return curses yourself. That is witchcraft, and you will open the door to massive demonic infestation. Note that you can pray, only pray with authority in the name of Yeshua once you have a revelation of the authority that he gained through his sinless life and death 
and that he delegated that authority to those who follow his example and leadership and serve the Almighty faithfully. Note that if a large number of believers were to reach such a point of sanctification, as I'm suggesting here, then the power of the returned witchcraft and curses against the enemy, typically magnified a thousand times, will be immense. So if you're grieved by the state of the earth, if you're grieved by the sin and the abortion and the murder and the lies and the deception and the pride and the lust and all the other stuff that's going on, don't waste your breath complaining and petitioning and what have you. Get really close to Father. Get to a point where you're anointed that you can pray with authority and start taking authority over these things. Start dealing with these things. Bring about revival. I want to talk about prayers against witchcraft, curses, etc. And I'm going to talk specifically about Africa for a minute or two, simply because that's where I've spent most of my life, although I've been in the UK now for over eight years, or nearly eight years. Be aware that Africa is Satan's greatest stronghold of witchcraft in this age, and that massive forces of witchcraft are arraigned against the believing people of Africa. In particular, Nearly all Afrikaans' families have very intense witchcraft and curses operating against them, frequently evidenced by the death of or involvement in serious accidents of children just before they reach the age of 21. A minimum of a three-day total fast, water only, is effective and necessary in breaking witchcraft, and you might need to fast for longer than that. Pray, Father, we come to you in the name of Yeshua, and we ask you to cut off all witchcraft rites that have been proclaimed and practiced against us, individually and corporately. We ask you to cut off all curses that have been spoken against us. We ask you to cut off all demonic and satanic assignments against us. We ask you to show us everything in our lives that is giving those witchcraft curses and those demonic and satanic assignments legal right to operate in our lives and amongst our people. We ask you to guide us to cleaning up our lives so that these things are no longer effective against us. We ask you to reveal to us all artifacts in our homes, businesses, and elsewhere that have demonic assignments associated with them, that we may utterly destroy them, burn with fire, or smash completely. Folks, heavy stuff, and the vast majority of people are completely unaware of it. But it's ongoing, it's happening all the time, it's becoming stronger. As you grow, as you become more attuned to these things, you will be shocked to discover what's going on. Note that in many cases, there is a substantial legal basis for curses in witchcraft to operate. Again, this is particularly so in the case of Africana families where there has been abusive or violent treatment of Africans, particularly coupled to the lie that the African people are not descended from Noah and therefore in some sense subhuman. This lie has given African demonic forces one of the richest fields in which to attack Afrikaners. In such cases, Afrikaner families may need to repent to those to, to repent to those they have wronged and possibly make restitution before the curses and witchcraft will be cut off. This point is not limited to Afrikaners, only they are most widely guilty. It will happen in any society where there's racism of any sort or class... Uh, pride, etc. Note also that dealing with these issues is a progressive iterative process. As you grow in the matters of the Almighty, you will be shown more things to deal with and be able to get rid of more demons, etc. 
to deal with the fundamental issues that in many cases go back hundreds or even thousands of years, you will need the assistance of a highly experienced prophetic minister, of which there are almost none left on the planet. So your only recourse is to deal with sin and live a disciplined life, so that while these things are present, they're not able to touch you, and you do the work necessary to get to a deep personal relationship with Father, so he can guide you to deal with them. Note that in the case of the indigenous African people, the curse of Canaan is a major factor that needs to be cut off. Refer to Genesis 9.25, and he, Noah, said, Cursed be Canaan, the servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. So if you come from uh, native African stock, you need to seriously pray into cutting off the curse of Canaan. If you don't do that, you will continue to find yourself in a, in a, a diminished situation. Fasting, I'm going to start talking about fasting today and I'll carry on with this next week. Uh, in my experience, the prayers on their own are just the entry point. They are not enough. I only started to get dra dramatic revelation and grow with Father eight years after I'd been walking intensely with him when he led me to go on eight three-day fasts at intervals of 10 days. In other words, three days fasting and seven days eating normally. In that case, the fast culminated on the 31st of December 20, 2000, and Yah then gave me the message, the wrath of God or the wrath of Yah for the church, and said that the church was breaking all of the Ten Commandments. In the, in the couple of months of those fasts, I learned about the true names, I learned about the evils of Christmas, I learned about the true Sabbath, all sorts of things. During those 80 days, I received massive revelation about the true names, Yah and Yeshua, about the true Sabbaths, about the true feasts, about the pagan and satanic nature of Christmas, etc. On those fasts, during the three days, all I took was the bread and wine, remembering the covenant made by Yeshua, communion, morning and evening, and then water. You need to drink plenty of water when you're fasting. I can't fully explain to you why fasting is so powerful. I've been on about eight programs of three days on, five to four days off fasts um, for seven or eight or nine cycles over the years, and each time it's had a very beneficial impact. I recommend sincerely that you fast as soon as possible if you've not fasted yet. And if you haven't fasted recently, I suggest that you fast soon. And take communion with it, morning and evening. So you've got something in your stomach if you take medication, and that stills the hunger pains, and it, it just and pray what, you, what, you, what you're going for in the fast. In the year that followed those fasts I've just mentioned, I continued to get continuous revelation. Saw your move significantly in my life and wrote hundreds of articles, which are included on the website. In the years that followed, I fasted periodically, most significantly on the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement every year is a total fast, just water. Then towards the end of 2010, Yah impressed on me to go on seven three-day fasts at intervals of seven days, three days fasting and four days eating normally, culminating on the 26th of December 2010. On the first two fasts and the last fast, I drank only a small of grape juice and ate a small amount of unleavened bread twice a day because I had to take medication. On the remaining fasts, I took the bread and wine morning and evening and drank a significant amount of water. 
as well as advised that repeated withholding of liquid could cause permanent damage to my kidneys. My kidneys were quite painful at the end of the seventh fast and took some years to fully recover because for the first few cycles, I fasted water as well until I was told that that was unwise. So there's need for caution. Do not do total three-day fasts without water ever. Folks, I'm out of time for today, so I'm going to stop this teaching now. I'll pick up on it next week, and I hope you'll be there to, to join me. I just want to wrap up with a few thoughts. Um, first of all, what is the state of your relationship with the Almighty Creator? I'd like to ask you to critically examine where you are relative to the Creator today. Do you talk to Him constantly throughout the day and allow Him to lead you in every possible way? Are you conscious of Him at all times? Do you worship Him at every opportunity? Do you count Him your friend? Have you clearly and unambiguously heard him call you friend? If not, you're failing in your life purpose and you will be bitterly disappointed when you die. I can't stress this enough, folks. We were created. This universe was created. This planet was created. The solar system was created. The plants and animals were created for human beings to have a deep personal relationship with the almighty creator and be his friends if you are not one of those if you are not his friend you are failing in your life purpose you will be disappointed when you die it's so important to realize that there is no pre-qualification you can decide today to seek to become a friend of the creator you can pray appropriate prayers. There's several articles on the website about becoming a friend. There's a whole lot of articles there that will help you to become a friend. It doesn't matter your age, whether you're old or young, whether you're rich or poor, whether you're educated or uneducated. It doesn't matter your race, your tribe, your creed, your color. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white or whatever. It doesn't matter whether you're Asian or African, European or anything in between. It's about having a relationship with him. A few other thoughts to close. Some items on the website that you might like to look at. The Compendium of Important Articles. Video, Why Seek Relationship. The Miracle of Yoshua's Death. The Creator Desires a Deep Personal Relationship with You. Seven Components in Drawing Close to the Creator. Recommended Worship. The Creator's Name is Yah, the Eternally Self-Existing. Where Will You Spend Eternity? the essence of my message to Christians and likewise to Muslims, to Jews, other faiths and unbelievers and available at all available at www.endtimeissueministries.org. That's endtimeissueministries, one word, .org. Transcript of nearly all teachings in this series are available on the website at the bottom on the radio page and recordings of nearly all of the teachings broadcast so far are available on the radio page and they're available at relationshipwithcreatorradio.com click on the show and then podcasts or else search on google for quote relationship with creator radio unquote books constituting a compilation of most writings published since 1998 till may 2019 are available near the bottom of the menu at the compilation of most writings page i publish regular email articles email me on james 
at endtimeissueministries.org. That's the same address as before, endtimeissueministries.org, James at, to be added to the list or to seek counsel or prayer or give me feedback. Visit the website and use the Google search article keyword cloud table of contents and article search to locate the information you're looking for. Notice on the screen is the email address at the bottom and please feel free to put uh, uh, comments in, in the comments box. There's a facility there for you to put comments and I welcome your comments. So to close, um, thank you for listening. Please send your questions to james at endtimeissueministries.org. Please email me to join the mailing list and also at james at endtimeissueministries.org. If you decide to close, draw close to the Almighty, please let me know and we can connect by Skype, Zoom, email or telephone so that I can help you with your journey. I hope to connect with you again next week when we will continue to explore how to become a friend of the Creator. Work with me to make a way for Yeshua to return in victory at the end of the millennium and make his enemies his footstool. As I was saying a minute ago, Father wants you, not the person to the left of you or the right of you, in front of you, behind you, above you, below you, to become his friend. He wants you to become his friend. He will meet you wherever you are. He will help you. If you make a sincere decision right now and say, Father Yah, I come to you. James says I can become your friend. I desire to become your friend. Help me to become your friend. Lead me. Show me what to read. Show me what to do. Guide me. And then drop me a line and I'll coach you. I'll help you. I'll support you. It's entirely doable, it's entirely possible, and if you do it and succeed for the whole, the rest of your life, when you get to heaven, you will sit on a very high throne for eternity with extreme prestige and honor. Thank you so much. Good night. Father, I come to I know.